Let me ask you a question. Do you have a deep knowing that you're only just scratching the surface of where you're capable of taking your business growth? Are you successful but have some invisible hurdles that are slowing you down? Business growth comes from creating and implementing strategies and frameworks, but strategies and frameworks on their own will not take you to the level I know you desire and are capable of. Living in alignment with your unique human design will help you to attract the abundance you are ready for. And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global forward slash advantage. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 83. And today we're talking about social media 101. So stay tuned. I'm Samantha Riley, and after being in business for 20 years, I took the leap of faith from a traditional bricks and mortar business into the online world and created a business based around my expertise. Now I have a life that gives me the freedom to work wherever I have an internet connection. I'm now obsessed with helping the unheard experts who are brilliant at what they do but feel like the world's best kept secret transform to influential thought leaders, all while creating a business which gives them the freedom to create their life by design. Join me as we explore the strategies that you can implement to create and grow a business based on your expertise. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab Thursday edition. I am your Thursday co-host, Samantha Riley, joined by the effervescent Tim Hyde. (laughs) (laughs) How are you going, Tim? Didn't I use that last week? Well, you did. And guess what? I just realized that I hadn't thought about it until I opened my mouth and thought, what's the first word that pops to mind? I know, the one that Tim used. <laughs> I, I don't know that I should be concerned that the first thing that comes to your mind is effervescent. <laughs> well, you know, as it came out, I'm thinking, you're not looking that very at that effervescent. <laughs> no, well, I'll tell you what, it's a bit scary this week. I've, I've had, I've, uh, it was my birthday this week. It was. So, happy birthday. Thank you. And uh, I had a letter from my insurance company, of course, and my, uh, my insurance has gone up. The scary thing is I'm in now in a new, t- I'm in now, now in a new um, like payment bracket because I've just gone to 46. Oh, my God. <sighs> you old man, you. I know, 40% increase. It's crazy. What? I know, right? Wow. Apparently, if I'm 46 and two days old, I'm, I'm more at risk of injuring myself than if I'm 45 and... 354 days. <laughs> well, there you go. So maybe you're not as effervescent as what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, geez. I know, right? I know, right? So oh, what, are we, what are we going to talk about today, Sam? Today we're talking about social media. Let's do a social media 101 today. Ooh, so really drilling back down to the fundamentals. Absolutely. I don't know about you, Tim, but one of the questions that I get asked a lot is how do I know what social media platforms to be on because I don't have time to be on them all? So that's actually probably a really smart question to ask because if you were on all of them, you'd probably be wasting your time. Well, it would take a lot of time, that's for sure. It certainly would take a lot of time, (laughs) but, oh, well, you know, and we're going to get into the platforms a little bit more, but I certainly wouldn't waste my time being on Snapchat. Yeah. Well, I think that when... (laughs) <laughs> and we're going to talk about why. We're going to talk about, we, will talk about, we will talk about why. We'll talk about some of the things that we've done um, with our clients and with our own marketing over time and through some very interesting and unusual social media channels. And when we say we, we mean Tim. Oh, we mean me, okay. <laughs> well, you did surprise me. I, think it's, I actually think it's a really great case study 
but you did have me raising my eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, I think the important thing to realise is, it's, I mean, as digital marketers, I guess, and, and because it's so prevalent in our lives now, I think the, the scary statistics are that, you know, 90% of Australians are on social media the first thing in the morning and the last thing at night mm-hmm. before we go to bed. And I've, you know, look at my wife's behaviour. I mean, she started watching comedy skit on Facebook the first thing in the morning when wow. she wakes up, initially, so, you know, gives her a big lift but what you know what are we using what are we using social media for and i guess in a business context particularly how we should use it what the different channels are that we should be on and i think there's something else that's important to remember here although we're specifically talking about social media is that social media is not the entirety of the marketing landscape no and in actual fact what we're going to talk about today is not from even really um you know a paid marketing perspective we're going to like really pair it back drill it back today just talk about the platforms and understand how to use them before we even drop a cent into them absolutely and by cent we also mean resources being time as well good pick up absolutely so what's the first one why, you know, why would you do it why would you be on social media tell me that social media you have to be on social media because that's where your potential clients are and if you think they're not I'm sorry, you're mistaken. You know, if we think about Facebook going back six, seven years ago, the demographic was sort of that 18 to 35, but now we're seeing grandparents on it to stay connected with their kids and their grandkids. Like nearly everyone is on social media. There's 2.2 billion people on Facebook alone that log into their account every single month. Uh, And for most of those, it's every single day. Yeah, so why do we want to be there? We want to be there because we want to interact and engage with people that may be potential clients. Yeah, interestingly enough, here's a stat for you. I just pulled up on the internet as we chat. The UAE, United Arab Emirates, has the highest use of social media across the population with 99% of people wow. in the UAE using it. Incredible. I don't know where Australia is. Australia, there you go, Australia, 72% of Australians are on social on, on a social media platform. And although we talk about Facebook being the social media platform, it's definitely the biggest one. There are actually thousands of social media platforms out there. There absolutely is. But we do want to talk about Facebook first because when people say, well, which platform should we be on? Without a doubt, every single person should be on Facebook. It's the third most visited website in the world behind, of course, Google and YouTube. After this, it'll change, but straight up, Facebook definitely need to be on Facebook. Yeah, and I think it's that sort of baseline. If you're going to be, it almost doesn't matter what type of business that you have, you know, that's the space you need to be. And I hear it people all the time, oh, it takes up all my time and I've deleted it and I'm not on it, blah, 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 blah. But we're losing an opportunity because that's where our customers are. And mm-hmm. When we look at this marketing landscape about, you know, 30 years ago, in fact, uh, 14 years ago, when social yeah. media was not a word. Exactly. Wow. The internet's like in dog years, isn't it? <laughs> well, look, look, I started, I got into, when I studied IT at uni, that was 28 years ago now, uh, I started studying IT. There was no internet. The internet was not a word. In fact, when I started my first, I'm going to call it a social media site, but when I started my first online business, which was what we now know as social media. Again, social media was not a word that people used. Uh-huh. That was a, a word sort of coined in the early noughties about this thing, which was a media platform, but very much driven by the community. And that's, that, that's where that social thing came in. Absolutely. So social media wasn't a thing 
in what seems like a relatively short time ago, but it has changed the world. It's changed the world in the way that we think, act, do business. It's changed so much. And we do want to be on there so that we do have the ability to connect with our potential clients and also collaboration partners all around the world. Yeah, when you and I you know, sort of regularly engage over sort of Facebook Messenger as another social platform, you know, to, to plan these podcasts out, to share resources and, and, and tips with each other, to kind of refer back and forth between each other as well. And that's where this opportunity, I guess, is why would you use them? And the question we're really answering is why would you be on any social media platform? And those are the reasons why, for, certainly for us anyway. Absolutely. It's to talk, to engage. No, you just mentioned Facebook Messenger, which people may not realize is actually a separate platform to Facebook. So Facebook Messenger is actually, uh, this surprised me, it's the top mobile app by number of downloads in the world. It might be currently, but ironically, according to this report I'm looking at right here, Facebook Messenger, 1.3 billion users and WhatsApp actually tips it out at 1.5 billion. There you go. Owned by the same people, but different apps. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's taking over the world. But, the, but that's, that's the thing, though. These, these big tech giant companies like Google, like Facebook. I mean, like Google own a piece of Apple. They own a piece of Facebook as well and vice versa. They actually, are, you know, they're very much cross-pollinated. And a lot of the stuff that they introduce now are emerging tech companies in the social media space that they buy that technology and kind of integrate it to their own platform as well. And something Facebook has done quite a lot. You know, Instagram once upon a time was owned by somebody else mm-hmm. because it's now owned by Facebook. You know, and we don't, it's almost that sort of appearance of competition without actually being competition. They're owned by the same parent company in the same way that, you know, someone might own two restaurants on the same block with different names or two fast food restaurants. You know, they own both. Uh, but they're actually creating that sort of that, that competition between themselves as well. Yeah. When we think of Facebook Messenger, like we're talking, I was talking about internet being in dog years. I mean, I can remember getting my first mobile phone. I was already in business when I got my first mobile phone. It, it, it doesn't feel that long ago, but maybe, maybe it is a little longer ago than I'd get to. <laughs> I'd get to uh, was, it, was it bigger than your handbag? It's, oh. It was a monster. <laughs> it was a monster. Uh, but, you know, we didn't even get text messages back then. People didn't send text messages because they, you know, they cost so much money. And now when you think about text, I mean, I don't know about you, Tim, but I hardly get any text messages. Most of my messages come through Facebook Messenger. I have a few people on WhatsApp, but I mainly use Facebook Messenger and not so much text anymore. Well, I think if I was to look at the apps on my phone, I think it's scarily now rolled into probably the seventh page of, of apps on my phone. And yeah. I know people have heaps more than that, you know, and I don't have any games on there. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Carcassonne, which is awesome. But I don't have any games on there and I still got sort of seven pages of business apps that I have. And if I look at, you know, every you know, new organization I sort of connect to, they're like, oh, we use Voxer or we use WhatsApp or we use Facebook Messenger and you're sort of constantly having to download this new new communication device to sort of you know, like talk to the people you want, maybe the team app for the school sports club or, or whatever it happens to be. And, you know, there's so many of them now that it's almost becoming a chore in itself to manage those too. Absolutely, which is what we're talking about today so that you can choose which platforms that you're going to use. If you don't know what social media platform to be on, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or Snapchat or, or wherever you're going to be, what would you look at as to 
why you would choose one platform over another. You really need to know who your ideal client is so that you can do some research around which platform to be on. So where are your potential clients hanging out? Now, we've mentioned Facebook straight up. I think that every business owner should be on Facebook. And I've got some, some different stats, different platforms. You know, I would be on them for different reasons. Well, let's jump into LinkedIn. LinkedIn, quite clearly, a business conversation. We've talked about LinkedIn extensively and, and even you know, a few episodes ago, I can't even remember what episode it was now. A few ago, we, we actually drilled down into our LinkedIn strategy. That was 65 and 67. Excellent. Episodes. You know, talking about why LinkedIn, I think LinkedIn really is that business space. So if yeah. you've got a business-to-business client or even a business-to-government client, LinkedIn is the space that you need to be having those conversations, you know, getting on and starting to build the presence. Yeah, totally. If you're, if you're in B2B, definitely need to be on LinkedIn. I know that there's some people that don't like it. I mean, there's people that don't like all social media, right? But I think LinkedIn's fantastic and, if, and you know, we're not going to cover it so much because we did cover it in those other episodes. But if you do it well, there's great opportunities on LinkedIn to have some great conversations with people. Yeah. I think one of the cool things about LinkedIn is if you start building your profile, I'm just having a look at mine right now. And one of the things that you can pick up on LinkedIn is that you can see who's viewing your profile mm-hmm. and see who's checking you out. And so if you're putting content out that's attracting people to look at your profile and your content and then reaching back and saying, hey, I saw you look at my, you know, I saw you check out my profile, I just wanted to sort of reach out and connect and say g'day, that creates, and we're talking about creating opportunities. Whichever platform, I think it's important that we look, you know, we just go back to those two words, right? It's social media. Mm-hmm. We've got to be social on it. Yeah. And if we're being antisocial, it's not going to work for us. It's not anti-social media. (laughs) And I understand that that confuses a lot of people and say, well, cool, I get it, Sam and Tim. It's social media, but what does that mean? And again, I will take it back. Imagine that you're in a room with someone at a networking event or someone's walked into your storefront or your shop front. The first thing you would do is say, hello, how are you? How's your day? What can I help you with? What are you here for? You'd hope Sorry. so. I was just, you'd hope so. I was just having a chat earlier with our good friend, Kerry Ann Nelson, who went into a company recently and uh, she could see through the glass reception at the staff there who just ignored her for five minutes. Oh, what's this? Yeah. And I, I was just having this conversation that we went into, <laughs> we went into a clothing store at our local centre the other day and the girl was sitting on a milk crate behind the counter. So she was nice and low so she couldn't be seen. And she was on Instagram. <laughs> I was waiting and I'm looking at her. I think, wow, she's so engrossed in it. She can't even tell. And I'm like, I still nothing. <laughs> I can't believe I walked out of a store and she hadn't even noticed us. But anyway, what? it does happen. But it is the exception rather than the rule. Yeah, but that's the thing, I guess. We do need to look at this sort of this media perspective. We've become our own media companies in many Mm -hmm. ways. Yeah. Uh, Another thing that Gary Vaynerchuk talks about a lot is that we are our own media companies now. And what we put out there represents not only what we put out there, but what we don't put out there represents our brand. And it's not just the brand to the people who walk into our store. It's now to to the world who can see and find out who we are. Absolutely. This is something that when my clients come on to work with me, the very first thing is I say, think about yourself as a media company first and whatever you're providing is second. That's just the way the world is. We need to be out there and constantly showing up and educating our audience about what it is that we do and how we can help them because people are hanging out on social media. 
they're standing in the grocery queue scrolling through their phones. They're scrolling while they're waiting to pick the kids up from school or while they're waiting for the kids to finish swimming or while they're sitting on the bus. And if we're not showing up all the time, because the world is so noisy, we're just going to get forgotten. Mm, absolutely. So LinkedIn, business conversation. Obviously. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right, Facebook, everybody. Everybody. Uh, what, a, what about uh, Twitter? Twitter. Twitter's an interesting one because when you're in certain circles, people say, oh, I wouldn't bother with Twitter. However, if your uh, celebrities are on Twitter, people in news, so journalists, people involved in gaming and tech and sports are all big niches on Twitter. So if you're in those niches or niches, depending on who's listening, then you want to be hanging out on Twitter. And the other thing is if you want to be connecting with those types of people for collaborations or just to get on someone's radar, then you do need to be on Twitter on that platform. Yeah, I think the thing that take away from those niches is that they're all very fast-paced in the now event kind of things. Yeah, nice pickup. They really are, aren't they? All right. So if it's if it's news and it's current today and, you know, if, if a day's passed, it's old news and, and not interesting anymore, Twitter's a really good place to be. But I think the thing to take away about Twitter is it is that additional commitment, right? Yeah. Um, you need to be kind of, you know, tweeting 10 times a day kind of thing in order to because A, you don't have as much sort of content. We've only got 140 characters to work with. But it is a very fast-paced, cutting-edge, right, what's happening right now kind of conversation. And when you're having conversations with people, because it is that immediate exchange, right, we also need to recognize that I can't wait two days to reply. Yeah. Right, like I could potentially do with an email. If I haven't responded to a tweet in, you know, 5, 10, 20, 30 minutes, right, well, that's gone. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not going to be there. It right. moves, Twitter moves so fast. Right. But it's like having a conversation with someone face-to-face. If you had to wait half an hour for a reply, you'd be like, what's going on with this person? <laughs> Hello, are you still awake? <laughs> right, so Twitter's yeah. that fast-paced thing and, and really the, the right now, the cutting edge, the celebrity, the sport, the news, that sort of stuff. Even even fashion to an extent. Um, yeah, although, if, you know, if I, was go- if I was in fashion and I was going to be on a platform, I would definitely choose a different platform, which I think is what we're just going to talk about now. Instagram. Nah, next one, Instagram. Okay? Yeah. And Instagram being really around that, I guess, that visual communication. Absolutely. So I've got like the top niches. If you're in anything to do with fitness, lifestyle, pets, travel, business, beauty or relationships, then you need to be on Instagram. Now, what is interesting about that is if we break coaching down into three main areas, anything that's going to work in a coaching scenario all falls into either health, wealth or relationships and they're all in Instagram. I've certainly noticed a rise in users on Instagram this year and I've actually had more luck with DMing people through Instagram that I used to connect with on Twitter. So I've actually seen a movement this year with people picking up Instagram And I think that's because there's, I always feel like Instagram and Instagram stories is almost like two platforms. Like it's within the same interface, but people I have noticed tend to use one or the other. This is a question I got asked the other day and I'm not a big Instagram user. (laughs) I think I've got 150 followers. So, you know, if anyone wants to follow me on Instagram. (laughs) What's what's your handle? It's at Winmore Clients. I think it's at Winmore Clients. Um, It is. 
You're, you're more than welcome to. Um, if you do that, um, you know, that'll encourage Definitely me. reach out, connect with Tim. <laughs> <laughs> he was I'll, crying about it the other day. Oh, <laughs> my God, I'll have, to put, I'll have to put more content up if you start following me. <laughs> uh, but I know you're, you're a big user of Instagram and mm. why you would use, I was curious to know, why you would use Insta Stories as opposed to, you know, Oh, I actually love Insta Stories. I love it. It to me, it's that fast-paced sort of part of Twitter, but within Instagram. So it's just it it just appeals to my high energy personality that doesn't focus on anything for more than you know three seconds. <laughs> it's just tap 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 tap. <laughs> yeah, I, and so. I can consume a lot of content very, very quickly, see what people are up to. It's got the function there where you can swipe up. I, yep. I think you still need to have 10,000 followers to be able to do that. But it means that you, on an Instagram story, you can swipe up and link straight to this podcast. Anyone that follows me on Insta and follows my Instagram stories know that you, know, you can always go to my Instagram stories and swipe up and get straight to the podcast, can link I did an Instagram story today pointing to a Facebook Live that I did means you could swipe up, go straight to that video. Mm. So it, make, it speeds everything up and makes it just so fast. Once you get to 10,000 people, of course. But before we go further on that, because Facebook has Facebook stories as well, mm -hmm. what is the difference between a story and just your news feed? Yeah, so I would say the story is... It's kind of got a Snapchat kind of feel to it, okay? So it's only up there for 24 hours and then it disappears. They're super little clips. So if you're doing a video, you know, you can only do 15 seconds. They really are just like little tiny snippets of a piece of information. Although I believe on both platforms, if you do a live, you can actually, the whole live can sit on there. I could be wrong on Instagram stories, but I know with Facebook definitely can. Okay, something to check out, right? So if it's, I guess the difference is if it's something that's immediate, it's something that's kind of relevant only for 24 hours, potentially using stories on either Facebook or Instagram is a better channel for you than something that needs to sit there like a deeper or a heavier piece of content, which should probably sit on your newsfeed. Now, interestingly, Tim, I don't know if you've tested this, but when I put up a Facebook story, I have way more engagement. I don't know if it's just because it's sitting up the top, so it's, you know, right there and it's easy to see, or if there is an algorithm that, you know, Facebook's trying to get people to look at stories. I can't tell you the reason why. And if anyone knows, reach out, let us know. But I have definitely noticed that when I use stories, my interaction goes up and my engagement goes up. Do you reckon you get more engagement on your Insta stories as I in context of the number of followers than Facebook? I haven't noticed a large difference. I would say the numbers are about the same mm. that I've seen. Interesting. I'm, I'm Certainly I noticed when I started using Instagram for a little while last year, you know, as an aborted experiment, I guess, like, like all marketing things should be, I did notice there was a lot more likes on Instagram, but the depth of engagement wasn't as great. Oh, it uh, is so hard to get engagement on Instagram. Please, everyone that's listening, please leave me a comment. I would love to chat to you. <laughs> All right. And again, I think it might be that because it's just easy, very easy to just sort of double tap and, and you know, get a little love heart. Just keep moving. Yeah. Right? And, keep, and keep moving as you scroll down, some of which may be real ones or not, whether it depends on how you scroll. Oh. But the depth of engagement, and I think it's really important that we continue to look at depth of engagement, just yes. not 
past yes. engagement as part of our overall strategy. Which probably brings me to one of the most important points that I want people to take away from this episode. It doesn't matter what platform you're on. If someone engages with you, engage with them back. If someone takes the time out of their day and invests a few seconds or a few minutes to leave you a comment, be respectful and thank them or engage in conversation. Don't just hit a like and move on. I, I personally think that's a bit rude. If someone's spoken to you, speak back to them. Yeah, just say thanks very much for, you know, thanks for those comments. Thanks for those thoughts. Sometimes you'll get comments that aren't necessarily flattering and they <laughs> challenge you. Yep, yep, we get plenty of them. Plenty of those, all right, and acknowledge them and say, yeah, that's, you know, I appreciate that feedback. I had someone... Basically, I, I put a post up in my Facebook group and went, this is a stupid question. It's like asking, you know, what's your favorite Nintendo game? It's not relevant anymore. And I just sent back, well, my favorite Nintendo game is Donkey Kong Country. But does, what, I, I'm, I'm not, I, did I miss the memo? Am I not allowed to like it anymore? No, you've, you've, got, to be, <laughs> you've got to be on Fortnite. <laughs> 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 yeah, no. I love Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong is awesome. Any naysayers out there? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All I'm saying is that you don't even need to agree with everyone. Just acknowledge people for, you know, leaving a comment. I mean, certainly there's boundaries. If someone's super rude, you, you can get rid of it or whatever it is. But I, I think it's great to open conversations as long as it's not like going across any boundaries. Yeah, I think the things that we need to realise, and, and certainly this is something that I picked up from, you know, running a social media site for, for 13 years, is that the conversation that you have with someone is not about that one-on-one -on -one conversation. It's about the 100, 200,000, 10,000 other people who are sitting on the sidelines lurking, watching how you interact with that comment. That is so true. And right. it is incredible to... And I'm sure this has happened to you. I'm 100% positive that this has happened to you because it's happened to me numerous times. Bumping into someone in an event and then mentioning a comment or a post that went up five years ago that you've completely forgotten about. I remember when such and such said this and you answered that or I remember that interaction or I remember that status. And you're like, really? I don't even remember that. <laughs> and you're like, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what we need to do is acknowledge that this is actually what's happening. People are lurking. People are watching everything that happens. I was just on a podcast interview and the person was said, oh, you know, I Google stalked you. And I said, well, of course you did. Everyone Google stalks you before an interview. And she was pulling out things from 2013 and 2014 that I'd completely forgotten about. So, you know, everything is out there and people do remember. So... Except yeah. I'm using stories, in which case it disappears really quickly. Exactly. <laughs> stories are great. I love stories. I have lots of fun with my stories. Uh, that's where you get to use all your controversial stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. All right, let's look, let's look at some other platforms that we've got. We've, we've talked about sort of, I guess, the, 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 the big ones at the moment, but we've got things like... Well, actually, uh, I'm gonna, Tim, I'll, how many people say to you, should I be on Snapchat? Almost none, to be honest. Okay, I get it all the time. Should I be on Snapchat? Almost none. I actually, I have noticed, like, um, I have Snapchat on my phone and, geez, it kills my phone battery. <laughs> Oh, really? That's oh, terrible. <laughs> I go, why is, my, why is my phone flat again? And, goes, and then I look at the battery use and it's always Snapchat that's chewing it all up. Oh, okay. Background app refresh on Snapchat. Arr. Do you anyway. use it? Do you use it, Tim? Uh, look, not from a business context. Uh, so yeah. I'm, on, I'm on Snapchat to, to have conversations with a few people. And I do like the sort of uh, the, the story 
aspect of Snapchat as well, but it's not a, I'm not a big user of Snapchat. But mostly because it's not a platform that my customers are on, right? And that's why I don't use Snapchat. But I think we can look at, and again, coming back to that, why should I buy another platform is because my partners are on, Snap, on, on Snapchat, Facebook, WhatsApp, whatever, right? Or my customers are. Mm-hmm. So if your customers or your partners are on those channels, that's where you need to be. Totally. I would think that if you've got a skateboard shop, Probably Snapchat, possibly maybe something to look at. Yep. If you're, I mean, certainly if you're targeting youth, there are a lot of sort of youth users, um, teens, early 20s, um, you know, even to 30 are probably, there's a big percentage of use. And you can, you can, if you want to go and Google these things, you can say, you know, what's the demographic use of Snapchat, of Pinterest, of Instagram. You can go and find these things out. Um, certainly Facebook more recently has, has uh, kept a much older demographic. So the people who first jumped on Facebook 10 years ago are all now 10 years older. (laughs) (laughs) And they're still there because it's become an integral part of their day. Yes. And it hasn't necessarily attracted as many new people who are now using Instagram and Snapchat as as different channels as well. As we were talking about off-air, I had a client go on to Tinder. Oh, I just... You need to explain this because I can't. <laughs> All right, so you can advertise on Tinder, but we created them a Tinder profile. They ran a strawberry farm, and, and one of the things that Tinder does as a, as a sort of social media platform um, or as a dating platform in this case is that um, it has a, a radius. Right? You can, it'll connect with other profiles within a certain radius. Uh, so number of kilometers or number of miles that you can search for. And as a strawberry farm, they wanted to sort of attract local traffic. And we just sort of said, okay, if we've got people swiping left and right as, as uh, you know, in the, in, within a 50-kilometer radius, maybe you want to put a girl with a couple of big strawberries <laughs> <laughs> for, for people to sort of swipe on. And they might get a bit of a giggle. They might engage with that and can start a conversation with them. And I think, let me go back for the third time, it is really important for you to know where your demographic or your prospects are hanging out. So do Google it. I do not want to be on Tinder. <laughs> but, I could, but I actually think that's really cool. It's really thinking outside the box about where potential clients are hanging out and the way that they're using their phone. I think that's, that's right. really clever. That's right. So in this case, what we were trying to target was people going on first dates. Uh-huh. Right? And what do you take on a first date? You might take flowers, chocolate, strawberries, all right? champagne. And that was a way of us of reaching the target market we wanted to try and reach. Yeah, super cool. So I guess, and like you say, Tim, there is thousands of different platforms. There's Medium, there's Reddit. Is Reddit still around? Reddit is still around. Yeah. See, I just hang out and like, really, I'm, I'm too busy. I just hang where I need to hang. I don't get out there a huge amount on, on different platforms, but, but there is thousands of platforms and know where your potential clients are and hang on those platforms and open conversations. Absolutely. So what are you going to do differently? You know, based on that, what would you do differently from what you're currently doing, Sam? And I know you're very active, right? You've got the team worked up, they know what to do, and you're on, largely you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram and, and LinkedIn. Yes, Probably Instagram, they're my three platforms. Instagram, yep. LinkedIn first, and then Facebook uh, and obviously, the, the Global Thought Leaders group is, uh, is run through, through Facebook. Which do, which do you reckon you use the most? Oh, I definitely hang out on Facebook the most, without a doubt. Facebook's where it's at. Facebook's where most of my network is. But Instagram is starting to creep up this year. I've definitely felt a swing 
into Instagram. So whilst I'm still spending a lot, and I'm talking a lot more time on Facebook, I'm definitely using Instagram stories a lot more and not just connecting with people and having people reach out DM, but you know what? I'm actually enjoying it and having fun with it. <laughs> That's awesome. And for me, look, Facebook and Facebook and LinkedIn, my two ones. And I know I keep looking at Instagram and going, oh, I should probably be on there. It's also sort of balance of resources as well. Yeah, that's exactly right. That is exactly right. You're better off to nail one platform or two platforms than try and spread yourself too thin over five and not be consistent. You really, really, the thing with social is you need to be consistent. You need to be showing up there every single day. If you're only going to be on one platform, I'd suggest Facebook unless you're in B2B and then LinkedIn. Absolutely. All right. Now, next week, we're going to continue this theme a little bit more and we're going to drill right down into the big daddy of social media and that's Facebook and how to use it a little bit more effectively, what you can use it for, um, how to use it, different between pages, groups, your own personal account, whether you should have multiple accounts on Facebook. And of course, we'll touch on Facebook business advertising platform and how to get the most out of that as well. So I hope you can join for that one. Um, if you've got any questions, of course, arising from this week's episode, Sam, where can they find us? They can find us at samanthariley.global forward slash podcast. You'll find it right there at the top. Or if you're like me and you just like to hit an app, head to iTunes and we're right there. And of course, if you have enjoyed today's episode, we'd love you to give us a, a rate and review on iTunes. Give us a like on social and share it out. If you feel that someone in your friendship network, your the people on social media, <laughs> will get some uh, value from this, we'd love you to share it out with them. Sam, awesome to join you as always. I'm still feeling effervescent. <laughs> Okay, note to self, go look at Thesaurus before we record next week's episode. <laughs> I apologise to all the listeners that have heard Effervescent twice in a week. Oh <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with me here today, Tim. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people, people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth, and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders in a Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.